0: The Anton Savage Show on News Talk.
1: So across the Irish Sea, the UK government is considering passing legislation to allow people to watch the box when they're driving, or rather when their car is driving, because it's predicated on the notion that cars will self-drive and that you will be able to sit there, smoke a pipe, watch telly and just get to your destination. There are those, though, who would say that we are a long way from that becoming a reality, however optimistically people might talk about it. Geraldine Herbert, motoring journalist, is with us. Ger, there is sort of a sense that self-driving cars are already here. Particularly, and I say this advisedly because you can bring people upon you, Teslas are always quoted as being self-driving. Can I just get into a Tesla, hit a button and make it take me where I want to go?
0: No. And I think the big problem is there's different concepts of self-driving. The actual definition of a self-driving car is a car that needs no human input. But does it matter if it's most of the way there? Well, yeah, I, mean, I suppose most of the way, but we're not even most of the way there. So, I think that's the problem at the moment. What you have in Teslas is essentially advanced cruise control. Slightly, you know, that's that's really what you're looking at. The next generation is what they're talking about in the UK at the moment and they're going to allow... Now, it's still under, you know, certain conditions, Right. So they have this new system automated lane ca- um, keeping systems that are going to be on some cars towards the end of the year. They'll be mainly the really expensive ones. We won't see them rolled out in any sort of mainstream models for a long time. And they're essentially sort of a robust combination of automatic lane keeping which is on a lot of cars at the moment and adaptive cruise control. So the two together will keep you in your lane. It'll adjust the speed to the car in front of you. Now you can only use no, Sorry, it
1: for trial delights like me who, mm-hmm. who are still 20 years behind everybody else what this means is it senses the car in front and matches its speed and keeps a set distance and it sees the lane and keeps you in it effectively. Yeah,
0: so it sees the lane by just the lines on the road, right? So it does it simply by that. But also it's cruise control but it's adaptive. So if you have set your cruise control but the car in front slows down, normal cruise control doesn't know that, adaptive cruise control will slow your car down in accordance with that. So that's essentially what it is. So it will do all of those things. But the um, the, the provision is it has to be on motorways so it's like traffic only going in one direction. There's no pedestrians, no cyclists. Which and is also, still great though. Oh yeah, and it'll go at about 37 miles an hour. So about about sixty kilometers. You know, so it's 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 still an assistive system, though. You're still supposed to be ready to take over the wheel if necessary. And I think there's about a 10 second they're, they're, they're reckoning. I suppose the concern about it is, though, humans always push things to the limit and you just know that they're going to get engrossed in that book or engrossed in that as a TV show or whatever and not be ready to take over. So I think we're at that kind of line at the moment where you have to, when you're relying on humans to take over, there's always a worry.
1: But motorways, from everybody's perspective, are among the safest and hmm. easiest places to be. They're straight, the, yeah. the ramps feed everybody in. So so there's merging there's no junctions there's no traffic lights there's no pedestrians yeah. yeah what about in the real world of most of Irish transport which is A roads B roads and and the urban environment
0: see this is where the big problem at the moment so the big technological challenges for dri- like a proper self-driving cars that don't involve humans are number one accurate uh, sensors and cameras you have to have them and the second thing is you have to refine the algorithms so that they take in the data captured by these sensors and cameras and actually interpret it correctly and there's huge issues with that around at the moment, like if you have potholes, if you have bad signage, if you have bad weather, if you have pedestrians that do strange things, if you have drivers that do odd things. So it still works at the moment only really on predictable situations. And there was a, a famous story, a famous uh, situation with a Google car in the States where and this woman came along in an electric wheelchair, chasing a duck with a broom. The car Sorry, hi,
1: just <laughs> how would what? you
0: ever program a car for this? Yeah. A woman in an electric wheelchair chasing know, a duck a, with a broom. Variable. so it's an electric wheelchair. It's a duck. It's a broom. Is this a boom. thought
1: experiment, or is it, this is an <laughs> no, this actual thing that happened. happened? Okay.
0: This this this, uh, this woman just ventured right out in front of the car on an intersection. The car literally froze because the car had obviously never strangely enough it hadn't been programmed for this situation it had never seen anything like it so it literally could do nothing until the situation in front of it returned to normality which was basically the woman left with the duck and the broom so these kind of capture what the situation is these edge cases how do you like you could send a learner driver or a, a newly qualified driver out in a car who would actually know what to do in that situation i got to
1: say if I after driving for 30 odd years was faced with uh, a woman in a wheelchair chasing a duck with a broom I would freeze till the situation resolved itself as oh, well it's just out of curiosity Did we establish... Was it her duck?
0: I have no idea where the duck came from I doubt it was if she was chasing it so I, I don't know Well if it's
1: your duck you would chase it you're not going to let your duck go on its own <laughs> Well
0: maybe not maybe she was chasing it away from I don't know but anyway so the Google car just literally froze and thought no idea how to do with it. Well so, this raises
1: a thing though because there is a there is a philosophical thing that not it the trolley car question this is when, an, when AI is faced with a decision about the relative merits of people's lives so somebody steps out in front of you and the choice of do you run into them or do you swerve and hit the pedestrian on the path Yeah That kind of thing will get extremely tricky when you start into the algorithms, won't it?
0: Yes. Yeah, so there's kind of two schools of thought on the trolley question. One is we don't allow the trolley question ever to happen. That we have a situation where we have ironed out all of those issues before we get self-driving cars. Because the, the other problem with the trolley issue is when you ask different countries who they'd save, they all give different answers. So some, apparently Asian countries would, would sacrifice young people for elderly people. Whereas if you ask in European countries and they're presented with a situation of, you know, do you kill the mother and the child or the elderly person they'd mow down the elderly person in face of the, yeah. And there's all sorts of things. I mean, these are all, you know, hypothetical totally situations. Right, but, but nonetheless, but it means this is there's where diff- we end up. Yeah, there are different answers to that. So, yeah, I mean, this is the biggest problem at the moment, are people and all of the, the unpredictability. I mean, uh, the Google cars are now Waymo cars in the States and they're running these ride hailing services in Phoenix, right, where they reckon it's level four capability, which is basically the car is more or less doing everything. But in order to get to that situation, they've had 20 million of real world driving miles and 20 billion of simulated miles. And it needs all of this data just to anticipate what other road users and pedestrians and objects on the road are going to do. And that just shows you how sophisticated in some ways humans are. I mean, I know the whole point of this is actually to replace the fact that, you know, 90% of accidents are caused by human error. But actually we are very sophisticated when we come to junctions. We know what to do. And you can't really programme that common sense reasoning that humans have into AI at the moment. And that's the biggest stumbling block. Moving a car from A to B is not the issue.
1: Although the counterpoint to that is that side by side with the the incapacity to programme in reasoning you can program in a great deal of safety like if you handed a lot of it over to the AI probably already you Mm -hmm. would have net fewer deaths than we currently do
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if you get the sensors right and you get the cameras, you'll have such a long range vision of the road. You should be able to make all of those decisions much faster and much more accurately than humans can. And there's huge reasons why we're doing this. I mean, ultimately, 1.3 million people die every year on our roads, and I think it's 50 million are injured. If you could even reduce that, even a slight reduction would be massive, never mind what they're talking about.
1: What about the insurance implications? If I'm legally self-driving, so I have my hands off the wheel and the car is doing its thing and a, a woman pursues a duck out in front of me and the car mows over woman or duck Mm-hmm. Who's responsible? Is it me, the manufacturer, the insurance company, the the council that runs the road?
0: Yeah, this is the interesting thing. In the states, Tesla drivers have been prosecuted for errors with using autopilot or for you know accidents. Whereas what they're talking about in the UK at the moment is that if you are using the system correctly and you are driving and you're self-driving, hands off the wheel, the car is doing the driving, and you're you know you're on a motorway and it's within the 37 uh, uh, miles per hour or whatever, the insurance company will actually be at fault, as in they will pay, it won't be the driver.
1: So you avoid liability, you effectively pass liability to the car and the yeah. insurer. Yeah, I
0: presume all of this will be tracked in a bit to tell if they were doing exactly what they were supposed to do. But yeah, so that's an interesting one. So we're moving away from, along with self-driving, you're actually moving to, you know, to put the responsibility on the car or the whatever, the system.
1: It's interesting to see the cultural uh, reaction to it as well. Um, two completely diametric reactions. I can't wait for self-driving cars here. I often have to travel down to Cork for work and it would be so handy to just sit back. It would help massively with tiredness too. While another says, I can't even put my car in cruise control because I'm too nervous. I can't imagine using a self-driving car. Got to be handy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: If you were a betting woman, how long before you think real Mm self-driving arrives?
0: Okay, I think the next stage are trucks because there's a global truck shortage, a truck driver shortage. So there's huge amounts of research going into that at the moment. That'll solve a lot of problems. Robo taxis are probably the next thing we're looking at. But in terms of an actual self-driving car outside your door, where you jump in in the morning and go get me to such and such, I'd s- most experts say we're a decade away from that. I, from private ownership of a self-driving car, an actual real, I don't have to get involved, no steering wheel, no pedals. That's what we're looking at.
1: Of course, one of the downsides, where you mentioned the trucks thing, one of the single largest employers for men, particularly non-college educated men, is driving, whether that be commercial truck drivers, whether it be taxi drivers, all the rest of it. And it skews, I think, 90% male. A lot of people are going to lose a lot of jobs if all this happens.
0: Huge ramifications in that sense, yeah. But I mean, as I said, there is a a truck driver shortage at the moment. It's not just in Europe, it is globally. And that's why there's huge resources. Now, having said that, the famous global chip shortage that we're all sick to the teeth of listening to, that's going to slow things down considerably as well. So the timeline is a bit skewed at the moment.
1: Chair, Ger- thank you so much. That is Geraldine Herbert.